That's so my name work. is Michael Rosso, <laughs> and to my right is Leslie Lazenby. Hello, pod people. Mark O'Brien. Hello, everyone. John Fideli. Mm. And Mr. Matt Mirage. Oh, hey, hi, how are you? I want everyone to welcome to the show. It's action-packed. We have the whole gang here. Well, minus Mark Dalzell. Yeah. Oh, Mark D. Mark D. He'll, uh, he's here in spirit. I'm going to start the show off really fast here. What show? <laughs> some quick letters. Dear Mike et al., enclosed are some cameras that I hope you can find a home for. As far as I know, they all worked, though I can't remember if I replaced all the batteries. I don't know of any regional sweet stuff down here in Virginia. <clears throat> We've been asking folks who are listening to say, hey, you know, if there's some regional treats, send them yes. our way. Please. P.O. Box 264, Fairlawn, New Jersey, 07410. But I have enclosed something savory mm. that I thought you might like for a change of pace. Thanks for all the good work you guys do. David Tellett. And it is. He's from Virginia? Yep. From the peanut shop. It's called Smokehouse Bacon and Cheddar Nuts. What? Ooh, what? <laughs> what? Yes. Smokehouse that sounds very interesting. Cheddar nuts. Yes. Yep. All right. Who's going to be, no. who's gonna be the man to do the honors? So, uh, so for two summers, I worked in the Outer Banks. I worked at this novelty shop called Try My Nuts. Novelty shop. Uh, it was God. awesome. It was the best summer gig ever. Just did all you the sell money cigars went... that blew up? Do you no, table no. dance? Hmm? I, I did habaneros for tips. Does that count? <laughs> did you? What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see how these bad boys taste. Okay. It's good. It's got a... Do you taste the bacon? Yes, it's got a bacon cheddar rub. Oh. On let, it, me, so. let me have yeah, some yeah. of your... Rub some of that against my taste mm, buds. Ooh, yeah. I, I like this because... not You know, you just because it's a treat small. doesn't mean it has oh, to be sweet. Savory's great. Why no? Okay. <laughs> hmm. oh, next up... Reminds me of something. This is from Andrew. He says, love the show, love what you're doing, so I'm donating gifts I've gotten over the past few years by mistake or have found <laughs> around my house. He's regifting. This is a mistake. Yes, he's regifting. Both lenses and Canon EF mount are in unknown oh. working condition. He also sent a roll of expired. The enclosed film expired was found with my dad's camera when I cleaned out his closet. The other two rolls are fresh. 2019, fresh. two rare films in the U.S., typically sold overseas. Uh, one is right here in my hand. It's called um, Color Plus. Look at that. Color yeah. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. We had that here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Really? I, yeah, yes. I buy it. What's the you you guys can get this in the U.S. Yeah, on eBay. Generic I consumer, eBay. Kodak Gold two hundred. Yeah. So, well, that's the whole thing. I mm-hmm. said, oh, it's Gold two hundred. He's like, oh no, it might be different. What is this? It's Gold. It's gold two hundred. <laughs> Just in a different box. Sure. Yeah. Andrew, so your Color Plus. Thank it's, you very much. Is Gold two hundred? And it's good film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, good it's really good in, in the Olympus Trip 35. It's mm-hmm. a perfect ah. film because it likes that it's sweet that spot range. of two, yeah. ISO 200, and that's a nice film for it's it. It's too hot. Then. Now, yeah. why is this Color Plus in some shops and Color Gold 200 in other shops? Like, why? They offer it two ways because then the two shops don't compete. Kodak just changes the name a little bit. It's just. Um, huh. It just helps the the buyer out sell over the guy down the street. Ours is Color Plus. We sell gold. The consumer immediately just thinks, "Oh, this is something different, good For or real? bad." Yeah, good wow. or bad. It's simply just a little different packaging. Mm-hmm. This may have been. Did anybody look on here to see who it this was packaged cool. for? Oh, there's like no way in it. I think the lowest end we stock in Midwest is uh, Max, the 400. You do Ultra Max? Ultra Max, yeah. And this might be something they have for maybe international sales. That's what I was going to say. Can you check and see where that's made? I can't see it. Why? Because 
So the question is, can if I if I call my Kodak rep, can I buy that? Probably not. I was going to say, I don't see it on any of hmm. the. I, you've got um, made in USA you Kodak Alaris. Picture taking, professional stock house. Those are your two yeah. dealerships. Mm-hmm. And what? Where, where did this gent send it from? Uh, doesn't say. How many exposures? Thirty. Oh, thirty-six. Thirty-six. Yeah. Okay. So made in USA Kodak Alaris. Okay. Thank you, Andrew. This is from longtime FPP or Christian Day. I am sending you guys a little care package. Close our two one ten cameras. Ooh. Yeah! <laughs> Never see those. And two 35-millimeter mm, mm, cams. Yeah, mm cams. <laughs> I am an avid 110 film shooter. All right. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you folks listening that I cracked open a Calafia cold brew coffee. Only 120 calories, but... A thousand six <laughs> milligrams of caffeine. Uh, eighty. Oh, eighty. Is that that's, a lot? That's I have weight. no idea. Not much. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a longtime listener, you know what comes next. Booyah! Wow! <laughs> uh, my my main one ten cameras are Pentax Auto one ten, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the Kodak Ectralight ten. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I love this format. So do I. So do I. I also enclose two prints Ooh. shot on the Lomography 110 hmm. black and white Orca film oh, the Orca. Okay. in the Ectralite 10. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Uh, Christian Day. Christian Day. K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N dot com. Mike, thanks for sending America's Deadliest Home Video to screen at the uh, Film Festival in Des Moines, Iowa. Double exposure. I don't know. It's nice, though, isn't it? How do you do that? When John does that How voice, does she do I that? just want to do that voice. But we're in New Jersey, and people talk like this. And just like it, in a Martin. If you do it for long, you're going to regret Just like it. in a Martin Scorsese movie. Uh, okay, next up. Nice photographs. Yes, beautiful. Uh, for those who uh, do not know, uh, our good friend Alex Laux, he does our show notes. He's been doing our show notes for many a year. Is he the the Civil War recreationist? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. War no, of 1812. No, no, no. Yes. Oh, War of 1812. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I didn't know. Was that the War of American it's Aggression. <laughs> I guess yeah. I have a question regarding the Civil War. Did Canadians aid the aid the Northerners? No. no. They were out Can- of no. Canada was not involved. No. No. England did, but they, Indians, they actually aided both and, sides. And Hessians, right? The Hessians helped the British? It was all messed up. Oh, no, wait. That's a revolutionary <laughs> war. <laughs> so, for... For folks that you don't know, folks you may not know, did you know that... Uh, did you know? Did you know that... Uh, did you know? Okay. Did you know that Alex heads up CCR? There's a bad moon on the rise. Susie Q, baby, I love you. Susie Q. Primary keep on boiling. Rolling, rolling on a river. So, of course, CCR, the classic camera revival. I like the bad yeah, on the rise. Yes. You're doing the Ike and Tina version. Yeah, CCR, or classic <laughs> okay. camera revival... Uh, is a Canadian podcast that feature Alex Laux, mm-hmm. Alex, yes. uh, Mike and Donna Pataxi, Taxi, yeah. John Meadows, mm-hmm. James Lee, Bill Smith, and Trevor Black. And Ike and Tina Turner. Was, they they sound sounds like a band. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Ike and Tina Turner fits very well with that podcast. Uh, it's growing, yeah. They're talking about a wide, wide range of film camera stocks, chemicals, and offer uniquely Canadian perspective. Oh, yeah. We often will pick themes for our shows, such as Nikon Pro cameras, Nichromat, Minolta, screw mount cameras. Our shows air the last Friday of the month, and we've just started our fourth season. Cheers, Alex. It's a PCAST? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yes, and a question. I was in Toronto back in mid-January, and I met up with Bill Smith and Nancy Bueller, no and they were my gracious 
tour guides of, of downtown Toronto photography spots. And even though the weather was kind of crappy, we had a good time, and I shot some film. Really? So it was fun. And I, I liked their enthusiasm. Did they talk about CCR? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they did. We, we had lunch, talked about CCR. And uh, we trudged around in the snow and dodged snowflakes and took lots of pictures. Let the midnight special shine a light on me. Let the midnight special shine a love light on me. Know that one? Sure. It's yeah. a good one. Hey, we're back. <laughs> you know, I have to say, you know, you know, uh, folks who regularly listen know the plight of our freezingness. That heater, I could feel the heat over here. Yeah. I took a space yeah. heater. I put it under. It's a really. We sit at a long conference table, and I put the heater at the far end. You feel it, Leslie? I would feel it better if it wasn't blocked by the Christmas presents that I have for you guys that oh, I have hidden under she's the she's table. Really reaching with Mike. that. <laughs> yes. Come on. Can, can, can right. I? Can I? Yeah. Better do the thing. We don't do this. You know, yeah, do your thing. our love and, a, and, and admiration for each other is really but it's enough May. for it's Christmas. May. But we didn't get together before this. That's true, we didn't. This now, what about so the fact year. that we have nothing <gasps> for you? That, I'm in here, too. It's okay. I, don't, took, I don't took care give. of that. You owe me some money. Mike, <laughs> you don't give to get. Okay. Now, yes. everyone, many of you know our friend Darren Riley. Yes. Darren's quite the artist. He mm-hmm. is. I had him do portraits of all not. of you. Oh, no. no. Let's, no. Even though the names are on them. What? Oh what, a, what? I got to tell you. This is a surprise. This oh, is his wow. new Melty technique, and I love it. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh this is, <laughs> this is these, these are priceless. That is great. <laughs> Holy I think, shit. actually, we could just put them by our microphones and walk away. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, pro- the problem is that you're not giving these to anyone because they have to stay here. Yeah, <laughs> They should be on the wall. Oh my God! That's inc- that's eerie. I, I have that's permission wow. because I, I rather than have him print these and mail them, I do printing for artists, so I know the proper way to do things. And he did send me the the digital files, uh-huh. and I said, "What if these guys want to use them as an avatar somewhere?" He goes, "It's okay." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Darren oh, Riley. Thanks, Darren. That is amazing. amazing. I knew I loved them. They love them too. Wow, yeah. this is the best Christmas gift. Ever. Especially in May. I'm not even joking. (laughs) What are your kids going to say when they see that, John? (laughs) They'll crack up. (laughs) They'll probably study it for a while, and I think they'll look at it and go, oh, that's nice. And then the more they come back to it, I think the more they'll laugh. I think maybe they may be scared of it. (laughs) So, For folks listening, because you're listening and can't see it, go to show notes at filmphotographyproject.com. Click podcast, and you'll see the show notes. Uh, Darren Riley, good friend of FPP. Poncho uh, Ballard, yes, among many other lovely blooms. wife Becky. Yes, C- can we link to where people can buy these prints? Because I'm sure somebody's going to um, ask about this. I believe this. it is <laughs> art by Darren. Are these for oh, sale? Are these for sale? Can you, can you can you go? You can commission work. Which is, but these are originals. These are originals. These Nobody originals. can have ours. Oh, okay, but can he sell prints? These are of these? the originals that he painted. No, because he would have had to mail those. Yeah, so yeah. he sent me oh. the digital file and I printed it. So, so people can buy Mike. Rasso's file from him if they want. No. No. Oh, okay. Okay. No. These are exclusive. They can buy it from me, though. Oh. <laughs> oh <okay. laughs> no. These are watercolors, right? Yes. Yeah. He he did Vincent Van Gogh, and when he did Van Gogh, the glasses were like this. Oh. It's not hanging off the left. I thought I was going to die. It's <laughs> it's angled. The glasses were angled because there wasn't an ear to because hang the other side. Figured out and how I to thought do it that this is then. freaking brilliant. Yeah. I loved it. Some people weren't getting it. 
And then all at once it hit me. I should have portraits done of the gang. I mean, the club. Wow. It's not a gang, it's a club. But, and I... What do you mean, a, little lady? We're more of a gang. gang. We're, We're immortalized. We're tough. Well, and terrific. It's a big surprise. Them, of course, it's the same special. Darren Riley who uh, penned the awesome FPP favorite, No Pockets. Yes. No yes. Pockets. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you. There's a gent lives on our street. He got no pockets. And I wonder how he carries stuff like rabbits. He got nowhere to keep his keys and change It would surely drive me crazy, so deranged uh, Before we get to a topic, John, why don't you read the letter associated with those uh, cookies? From Chris Bell, our sure. friend down under Chris Bell I got given this camera a few years ago and thought it would be good for your donation program I've also included a local delicacy from Australia Caramel crowns, everybody. Ooh. Caramel crowns. Can I open them up? Just as soon as you hold those up, I get shot. I'm gonna have to find a camera and load it up. <laughs> Imagine around here. He says, "While I've got you, I'd like to send a shout out to a local group called the Analog Lab. They run awesome courses like wet plate pin, all instant photography." Ooh. With land cameras. Yes. They're great promoters of film photography and Andabide, Andabide, Australia, where I live. All the best, Chris Bell. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, Chris. You know, Australians, there, there's a large collective of film shooters there, especially yes, in Melbourne. But a lot, lot of film shooters, a lot of dedicated folks there. I mean, by the time most digital stuff releases to Australia, it's like the, the wave has passed. But like, Films just still good. Australia gets products after. Oh yeah, like as much as six nine months later. Oh. The letters we've been reading have been associated with uh, camera donations. Uh, we run our we run our we we run our school camera donation program. In the last few days, we've been sorting cameras and they're going out to uh, to getting schools ready. getting ready. This is letters from Sherry Christensen. Hope your holidays were amazing. Well, Sherry, it's amazing now because we mm. just got our Christmas presents. Yeah. <laughs> I heard on the show you were needing EOS lenses for the school program. Hey, I had a couple that came in a bag. Rebel G's found in my far film camera shop. What show? I won't be using them, so I'm passing them along to you. Speaking of the show, what show? I have heard them all now. Look forward to each one when it appears. However, <clears throat> I have not heard much... Bronica love. Oh, there's a reason. I talked about <laughs> I talked about the Bronica SQ a while back. You did, yeah. Uh, do you think you might discuss them sometimes? Sometime. Well, who owns Bronica? Hey, they're cheap. Sometimes they work. And I'll do it. Oh, yeah, we don't have a Bronica here. Uh, Matt, you see bro- you any Bronicas at Midwest? Uh, when they work, yes, we love them. Uh, downside is they're. They break a lot. They're they're quick. They're quick to break. Yeah. Are they inexpensive to buy? Very inexpensive. Are they uh, easy to fix? There are places that will fix them before, like a Hasi or something. But yeah, they more or less reliable than a Maya six forty five. Same reliability. That's the that's the biggest misnomer with it. Yeah, okay. same reliability. It's just usually the storage conditions are a little little worse most of the time. The Mamias. They were wedding shooters. They were somebody mm-hmm. that kind of knew how to take care of their gear. The Bronicas, maybe somebody dabbled, didn't use it as used it more infrequently. Okay. They were the the connotation with the Bronica is it was the cheap Japanese camera at the time when it was a bad thing to be a cheap Japanese camera. But 
They were great. Got a bum rap. I enjoyed using the SQB. It was nice, you know. It, the, what I liked about it over using a Hasselblad was the controls are on the body and not on the lens. Mm-hmm. Wow! And if you're using a classic Hasselblad 500C or CM and using one of those planar lenses or Zeiss lenses on the front there, and you're trying to fiddle with it in the cold, it's not very very nice. But with the with the Bronica, it was they were like a lot like the Mamiya's with all the controls on the body for everything, and it was just a delight delightful camera to use. It, and yours was a loner. It was a loner. And uh, from one of our readers or listeners, and I, you know, I, I, I'm kind of looking for one now, occasionally, but I don't see them coming up all that often. But there's lots of the ET, mm-hmm. ETSR, what? Yeah, ETRSI. ETRSIs out there, mm-hmm. which are six by four by five, and I don't really like that format so much because oh. it's not appreciably larger than 35. And if you want to do a vertical, you got to hold the camera funny. So it's I'd rather just shoot square format if I'm going to shoot medium format. So, but 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 but. but. We recognize you, Leslie. You crop an eight by ten from a six by six, and it's six forty-five. It's the same area. You're only using that much of the nag. My brain can't Light wrap around that. <laughs> you use a six by six negative. You said the six forty five was closer to like thirty five. It wasn't that much bigger than thirty five. Right. right. If, you, if you print an eight by ten, sixteen by twenty, any of those from a six by six, yeah, you're only using the six by four by five area. You don't use the whole neg to print an eight by ten. We recommend. Oh, I don't do eight by ten. I use square format. But see, format. there a lot of people. That was so common. That's. It was perfect eight by ten for the wedding photographer oh, okay. type people. Mm-hmm. Okay, Michael. We recognize, recognize Mike. Ra- the table recognizes Mike Rasso. <laughs> He's chewing. John, what do you think of these cookies? <laughs> I think they're good, right? Yeah, they're good. Mm. I had three of them. Look, what are they called? Caramel crowns. There are knots. A R N O T T S. My favorite combo. They're the same people make Tim. I believe they are. Yes. Or no. Oh, and no? they are made. Mike, you know what this makes you think of? What? Uh, also in the every time at I make Campbell's? a trip out, it never ceases. I, I when I finally see there's all these high school requests, all these different camera requests going out. We got to be running out of cameras. No, every time I come here no. to the door, it's an donation box. It is. <clears throat> Thank you guys it's, out it's there so much for sending in. Borderline. A lot of good working cameras. Camera anarchy. It is. It's not just listeners. Because people who are cleaning out, you know, parents or grandparents' house, they Google search it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we come up. They find that post, okay. yeah. They find that post. And B&H uh, recommended us. It. Yeah. Cataloged it. So this is the place where, you know, I mean, it's hard for me to believe because I shoot film. But someone who is in, you know, the modern world mm. shooting with their phone or a digital camera... Don't need it. It's useless to them. Yeah. They just don't want to put it in the garbage. Correct. So they're grateful to put it any place else where someone's actually going to do something with it. Going to give them new life. That's right. And that's what we do. And it's it's become uh, one of the most important aspects of what Film Photography Project does. Yeah. Yeah. That along with getting all the chocolate and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have an avalanche of that stuff. Unfortunately. No, yeah. We could balance that out. And I guess it, a good thing. And there, there is yeah, enough of a balance. Right. You know, the cameras come in, sometimes get a little out of control. 
just when I think, I'm like, oh, my God, look at all these cameras. Just at that point, I'll hear from one. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. I'll hear from my two teachers. Boom. Mm-hmm. Hey, I need, this is what we need. And then out they go. No, it's great to see. Yeah. So, Where, Did you send cameras like a year or two ago to South Africa? Yes. Do you know where in South Africa? Do you uh, remember? Uh, yes, Juan TT. Juan TT. That was uh, Louise Contino. She's from New York at the time. And she she was heading up the program. Mm-hmm. And she contacted us and said, hey, I'm going to Juan TT. And it was an African village where literally they built the village from the ground up. Hmm. They built the schoolhouse. They, they, they built a village. Wow. It's She wanted to implement photography in there? Did they build a lab or something? Uh, How did, how did they ph- had photography bring water in? They, they took everything on site. Yeah. Like jerry canned all their chemistry and took it all on site. Really? Because the school was simply Four not walls. much more than a tent. Yeah. So oh, yeah. they had no electricity. All they had was all the sunshine they could possibly use. And then some. I don't know the current state of that village. Hmm. That was quite a project, yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks for remembering. Yeah, how can I forget? It's pretty cool. That's quite a laptop you have there, Matt. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I do a lot of very serious yeah. competitive gaming of it. Um, <laughs> one last shout-out to Rosemary Hawkins. Rosemary's uh, been a listener of the show probably from the very, very beginning, and she also sent a bunch of cameras to us. Thank you very much. And there are lots of folks here. Lots of... Too many to read. Hmm. You can say their names. Uh, we've got Thomas Miller, Brian Rule, Rawl. This is from uh, Nancy Jacobson, Joe Wessels. T. I love. I love. I love interesting names. T. Drew Stowe, George Henry, Tom Powers. Uh, this is from our good. This one just says, Rick. I hope your school donation program can use some of the above. Rick, and it Ed, can. Ed. Ed Keir, we know Ed. Uh, we got John Talbert. We have Don Daniela uh, Duran. Uh, our good friend Dixon. Oh, Dixon, Dixon mm-hmm. Lou. Dixon Lou sent a uh, a huge uh, package. Box one, box two, box three. Well labeled. Wow, love that. Yeah, and our good friend uh, Dan Duffy, with his very patriotic letterhead. Mm. So. Thanks, everyone. It's, Good on it's, you. Yeah, it's terrific. And the schools we're sending to, we're finally getting a package out to, is the Dundee mm-hmm. High School. And Plainfield? Yes, Plainfield. Plainfield. Mm-hmm. Dundee? That's, crocodile Dundee? That be it, Crocodile. Now that's a knife. Now that's a camera. When we uh, come back, we're going to review some, uh, we're going to talk camera. Here's Nancy Fleming for Denevi Camera Stores. See this Vivitar camera with the built-in flash? I took all these pictures with it. And by buying at Denevi, I saved $10 on the camera. Plus, I had great service. Saved money, and if I didn't like the camera, I could bring it back within 30 days. But I love it. My friends call it the Fleming Flasher. Vivitar calls it the 600. Frank Denevi calls it a great camera buy. Hey, we're back. Mark O'Brien stepped out. He complained it was too cold. He was going to go venture outside to see if it's warmer outside, take a little stroll. But who should he meet in the hallway? Mark Dalzell. <laughs> hey, nice of you to stop by. Yeah. And I heard you were going to be talking about monobath. That's I right. To say hi. Mark specifically came by 
Did you combine your MG bug? And not, your... not quite yet. Okay, not warm enough yet. Maybe next show. Uh, <laughs> what show? What show? Uh, uh, came by specifically because I'm amazed at the excitement of a product, and everyone's just so stoked about it. And the little buzz online is also it's getting buzzy. And this is called the FPP Super Mono Monobath Film Chemistry for Black and White Film. And it's 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 a super duper special concoction made specifically for the FPP, and everyone here has really jumped on board. So Leslie, Matt, yes, and Mark D have um, I was gonna say shot with it, developed with it, and we have our our Im- we have our what do we have, Leslie? What do we have? Take it away. We, we have our impressions. Impressions. Right Preliminary results. And yes. we, we, we still have questions. We are still in testing. Um, what we have found... Well, what, so a, well what is a monobath? For, what people? is a monobath? You know what a monobath is? It's one chemical. One chemical. You do not have to dilute this chemical right out of the bottle with a temperature range it is your developer, mm-hmm. your stop bath, Ooh. and your fixer. A threefer. It's a threefer. <laughs> so for me, I pre- dessert topping. And I, a floor it is. Polish. I pre-wet my film. I always do. I put this in. I time it. I pour it back because this is reusable. Mm-hmm. I wash my film. I'm done. Easy. Peasy. Easy. It seems way too easy. It does. But no, think about this. We have had this since the 1940s. Yeah. What? It's called Polaroid. Oh. Polaroid Instant Image is mm-hmm. a monobath. It develops, stops, gelled version, fix in <laughs> your image, version. transfers it to an image. All those chemicals are what's in the infamous pod. Right. They add well, a, they add like a like pig's feet's crushed to make it that gelatin. <laughs> yes, that's actually cowhide, but that's okay. For real. So, Cowhide's gelatin. Okay. Yeah, I have my uh, my Mandel PDQ. Yes. Pat, yeah. uh, I mean, postcard camera from the 30s that used a monobath. Mm-hmm. So they've been using monobaths for 100 years. Oh, a camera that had a monobath in it. The, the camera shot on a roll of paper. positive paper. Right. And you would shoot the camera, eject the paper out the bottom into the chemicals, and then chop it off. And then you wait two minutes, and you would pull the postcard out and hand it to the person. So you could, like, stand on the boardwalk and sell postcards of themselves to people. It was an instant camera from the 30s. I haven't, haven't used it yet because I didn't have a fast enough paper or a good monobath, but it's coming back off the shelf. So right. give it a try. So if my best have been around that long, what gives? Why? Why? Well, you know, there are various recipes. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. You get this stuff, and it says on here, "Do not dilute." This is a single step process. Develop three and a half minutes at seventy five degrees. Which, which film is this? Black and white films have different developing times. Yes. Mm. This is like seems like a miracle in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Witchcraft. It. Oh, it. It's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've done about seven rolls. Matt, you have done... I've done four. One, one and a half so one far for me. One and a half. Sorry, one, but it was a fail because my camera fogged the film. So uh, I get a pass. Uh-huh. So maybe we can just like go around and list what we've shot. I'm yeah. also like, and like just yes or F. <laughs> and then we'll work on our theories? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's go first. First, first thing I put through it is what everybody tests with. Triax. Mm. Triax. 
My my very first concern was uh, Mike calls me up and tells me about this, and he goes three and a half minutes for seventy five. I said, uh, uh-uh, uh, no way, no how. You cannot develop film under five minutes. Very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Um, it's gonna be veiled. If you know mm-hmm. the term, it'll be veiled. I said, let me let me let me do some calculations here, buddy, and I'll, I'll get back with you. Beep, boop, 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 yeah. Boop, boop. So I said, you need to do this at. 68 degrees for five minutes Mm -hmm. cool it down a little Mm -hmm. extend it out a little so i do a a clip test i shot an entire roll of triax the same subject change nothing click 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 click. so every once in a while when i make a change in time or temperature with this stuff i just cut off like three frames of it so now i can compare frames to frames before things that did did not work so my first test was with triax i did do it at three and a half minutes at 75 degrees this looks pretty good then i did it at 68 degrees Mm -hmm. four or five minutes this looks pretty good then i don't have my little notes on the long one maybe i do here um I did it 68 degrees, but for seven minutes, hmm. everything looked very similar. These were the triaxes. Then I'm liking this. Mike, this stuff is great. We've just solved, you know, the world's food problem or whatever. <laughs> That's what I said. The first, the first one I did, as soon as I pulled it out of the tank, I texted him a picture saying, Witchcraft! Yes, it's just like, How? This is not. I'm going to do my favorite all time film, FEMA 200. All right. Uh oh. Fail. <gasps> F. What? There's just it's just underdeveloped. Okay, I'm gonna make some add some more time. Underdeveloped still, but not as much. I added time. Time's not the answer. This stuff automatically develops, switches out, and fixture kicks in. I can't change how changing my developing time, length of time. Mm-hmm. Wet time, I should say, doesn't do what it used to do. It changes at a certain point, and you extending it's not going to do anything. So, I did Kentmere 400. Okay. Fail. <laughs> so, I've got Shvima 200. Fail. Kentmere 400. Fail. And I'm thinking the only thing I can change on this is heating it up more. And I did that. I still did Shvima 200, 75 degrees for five minutes. So that's, that's sufficient. It's cooking. It's cooking. Still a fail, just oh. not so much. Okay. And that's kind More of... More heat. Soft fail. There you go. So, <laughs> and you can't dilute this either because that's explicitly in the instructions. It that's pro- correct. It probably won't fix properly if you do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think maybe we'll talk about what failed or did not fail before I go through my list of... Of potentials. Okay. Matt, what did you do? So, my, tri- uh, my trials, um, I listened to uh, Leslie and uh, Mark O'Brien's back and forth uh, email chain on it, and I saw Leslie's times for extending, and I said, yes, I'm going to extend. I'm going to do that. So, I did HP 5 Plus, did the five minutes at 68. The camera itself was an F, but the negs pass. HP 5 Plus was good. Wait, did you say five minutes? Yeah. So at, six, how, at 68. Well, doesn't the thing say three and a half minutes? 
per Leslie, uh, all we did. No, this was, was this is three and a half minutes at, at seventy five. So I cooled it down oh, a I little see, bit okay. and, and then just extended the time. Gotcha. My that was my first theory that it was going to work, and by golly, it did. So H. HP 5 Plus, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say the negative is just eyeballing them. I haven't actually done much with these. They're about a three. They're about gotcha. a number three contrast filter. They're scanned very be- very nicely. Um, FP4 Plus, kind of thin. Mm. Kind of thin. And then the one that surprised me the most, because I tried it, at the, I tried it a little bit hotter, um, because I was afraid I did, wasn't going to get this, the same result as FP4, I did Pan F. F. I did. I did four minutes instead of three and a half minutes at that seventy-five. F. Pan F. Yep, it's not on my list. Pan F. I got Pan F. Uh, then defeated, but also uh, tasked with taking some FPP promotional pictures. I put my favorite film, my tester, my standby, my everything. T Max four hundred. Yes. Super pass. <laughs> Best roll yet, T Max 400. It's not on my list. And I did it so, the five minutes at 68. T Max 400. T Max 400. T Max 400. Okay. 400. And what was your times on I that? I did the five at 68. Five at 68. That seems to be my secret sauce. Five at 68 five seems at 68. to be. That was my corrected. 68. But that T Max 400, that's what that that gave me the negatives that are I would say probably also a number three. Not as thick as I like my alt process negatives, but mm-hmm. like really balanced, easy to print, easy, super easy to scan. And how is it to dance to? Uh, you know, it's all right. <laughs> Mark, your oh. results. I didn't go to my go-to film. I pulled out the first roll of film that I got out of the freezer, which happened to be a slightly expired roll of T-Max 100. Whoa. Um, and? Nailed it. Yes, it's on my list. <laughs> I got, here's, here's an image. I followed the box, the bottle direction, so I did three and a half minutes. Mine was at, uh-huh. what does the bottle say? Six, it's three and a half minutes at 75. 75. I think, I think mine was like 72 degrees or something. Oh, looks good. But that's, that's yeah. an example. So, you know. I know her. I got good contrast out of it. This was, this was also a, a test of a camera at the same time. So some of this was flat and some of it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, some interesting, yeah. I would call it a complete success. That looks nice. Uh, maybe not quite as fine-grained as T-Max would be if I had right. done this it is, normally. Uh, but uh, This is not... I don't want to say perfection because there was a developer named Perfection. <laughs> but, uh, but it's definitely uh, definitely interesting. I'm going to use it more often. And if, you, if, you know, if I want to have a bit of grain, then... Yeah, what I'm sure. imagining here is like... If this is someone that's like, after all of this, you know, we've all been collectively doing our own for a few years now. You know, the start of the podcast, Mike was just scared of everything. Got into it. Far off. Got out of it. Got back into it. Yep. Somebody that's like st- listening right now and still scared. This is this is a nice this nice is, solution. It really is. You could sell this as a kit of like a bottle of this and ten rolls of whatever. Uh, something that we know works list. perfectly. And you you would know too that. Um, you're washing a lot of your silver back in because you're reusing this. Mm-hmm. This stuff gets pretty gray and gunky. It does. Don't so, worry about it. Oh. Do not worry about it. If you're worried about it, you <laughs> could uh, put it through a coffee filter. 
Why bother? Why bother? It's like my bottle, of, my my famous bottle of Extol I've been using for two years. Ooh, At the inside oh. of the bottle, <laughs> it's a seltzer bottle. The inside of the bottle is chromed. Oh, yeah, it, it looks like a mirrored <laughs> bottle. <laughs> it works to, perfectly. Oh, oh, Did you finally yeah. switch out to a new bottle of Extol? I I use two different. I have two bottles now. Oh my god! Uh, why do you keep the old one? Because uh, it still worked fine. Right. <laughs> it's gonna be sick. No, I, 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 I probably put a hundred rolls through that You can sift that and make a gold, uh, a silver chain out you of can. it. can. <laughs> make a ring. Right. I, I've got a list of films through research okay. that I suspect are going to be perfect for this. And I've got a roll in right now that I'm going to process very, very soon. But everything that I have ran through here on this list, Matt's confirmed some of them. Mm-hmm. We've nailed it. Okay. So um, some, of, some of these films are also discontinued films, oh, but you wow. may have them. I've got ADOC, CHS50, mm. and 25. Now, when I say these films, these films are shot at box speed. Yes. No, we're not messing around with speed. No push, no If you're pull. messing around, good luck. You That's know. something different, exactly. Yeah. So when I say CHS50, it's shot at, at 50. 50. So there's three ADOX films on this list. There are three Arista films on here. Mm-hmm. Arista Premium 400, Arista EDU Ultra 200, Arista EDU Ultra 100. I love those. You have got a whole range of ISOs here. So it's not like, this is really made for 400. You can't... You don't think like that anymore with this 400 speed film. It's this time I can do another 400. It doesn't work like that. FK 25, FK 50. No. Foma Pan 100, Foma mm-hmm. Pan 200. You tested a roll of FK 25? Not yet. This is my potential. Oh, oh this is your potential. I am right, testing right, right. off of here. I was going to say. Fuji Neo Pan 100, Fuji Neo Pan Acros 100. I don't have. I have Ilford Pan 400 and Ilford Pan 100. I did not consider the FP4 and the HP5 a success. You've proved me wrong on the HP5. Mm-hmm. FP4, there. That was thin. Yeah, yep. it was thin. So, yeah. Kodak Triax. Kodak Double X is beautiful in this. Mm. Kodak Double X, also known as 5222, mm-hmm. looks even better than Triax. It's really? gorgeous in this. Don't use an orange filter. <laughs> Don't talk about that uh-huh. in the future. Uh, Kodak Black and White Hawkeye film. Kodak Plus X. Kodak T-Max 100. Mm-hmm. I did not have T-Max 400 as being an option. There ah, again. Check. Another one we can add to the list. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Cosmo Photo Mono. Mm. Sure. Sure. Let's do some Lomo films. Let's do it. Earl Grey. Potential of being on the list. List. Lucky. HSD 100 film. Mm. So there's Mako films. There's two Mako films, the 100 and the 25. Promax. Who makes Promax? Is that? Do you know? No. Uh, wait. Well, I know. Promax who, 100. I know who makes the former. That other stuff's It's on the list. Rolly IR 400. Another fantastic film. Rolly mm-hmm. Ortho 25. Yes. Ro- Rolly Pan 25. Washi. Washi Type A. On the list. Ultrafine. Yes. A lot yes. of people use that. Ultrafine 125. And then the Ultrafine T Grain 400. That's A to, a to, a to U on that. But. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, it's been funny. It's like, Mike, this is great. Mike, this is crap. Mike, this is great. <laughs> Mike, don't order any of this. Mm-hmm. Mike, how soon can you get this in? Do we have a label ready to go? Can I pick it up and bring it? We can. Yeah. So it's just like that. I, was, I wasn't going to order 
the product in stock. I wasn't gonna have the I wasn't gonna have the product manufactured if it was just fail, 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 yes. fail. It's pretty exciting. It is. So now it that is. we have all these successes. I also wanted to say so I mentioned earlier I had one and a half successes. Uh, the other role I tested, I had a, a complete failure of the camera, but I could see when I developed it that I was getting nice delineated frames on the film. Um, and that was with the Fujifilm HR, Super HR, 16 millimeter stuff. So, And that stuff traditionally does or does not have information in the rebate. Does like, not. No. See, no. so you didn't have that to go by. You had to go... But what I had was lines, some yes. nicely spaced, nice dark gray frames mm-hmm. on a perfectly clear background. So that's why I'm pretty sure yep. that it would work, which is kind of an oddball film. So if anybody's out there shooting sub-miniature from the FPP stuff and you so, want to try that. Yeah. We will make a list of the films that we've tested or suspected and tested. Some of these will be hard to get a hold of. But, but just to know... still exper- consider, We still consider this experimental. Right. Yes. This yes. is not going to do 100% of your films. No. It's right. not the answer to everything. And another thing, we already mentioned it, but it's worth talking about again. This is not one of those... Uh, developers where if you regularly like just by default you're pushing something right. you're pulling something this is not one of those where you want to mess around you want to shoot that film as close to manufacturer spec as possible because this is just in and out it's a quick develop mm-hmm. three and a half or five it's like weird you can't even go to the kitchen and get something to drink because yeah. it's done in three and a half minutes even your minutes. agitation method could like dramatically dramatic no no, agitation's irrelevant. Is it? Oh, my it goodness. It really is. Did you agitate? Oh, I'm a, I'm a great agitator. Every 30 minutes? Every uh, 30 seconds? I did. And, well, on some, but some of my tests have been really light agitation. So that three images that I can cut out of a roll mm-hmm. allows me to do a hard agitation and then a soft agitation. It didn't make a lot of difference. It didn't make a difference? Not like traditional film developing where you need to be consistent because you'll build your contrast up and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Doesn't seem to It do just it. is kind of like, go ahead, see what you can throw at me. Like C41. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like that. So Full I'm proof. looking forward to testing this further, but right now I don't really get cranked if I miss a 30-second you know, interval on it because the agitation is not a super big deal. It's not stand developing or semi stand. You got to give it some swirls in there, but it's so interesting. This is, there are numerous monobath recipes. Mm-hmm. It's not the recipe that I experimented with before, but this is pretty interesting stuff. Well, the FPP super monobath. Uh, take a look at, uh, well, keep an eye on the uh, FPP uh, email newsletter. If you don't get the newsletter and not signed up, sign up right now. Uh, go to the homepage, filmphotographyproject.com. Right on the right-hand side says newsletter. Because um, with, a, with a new exciting product like this, I'm, we always give a discount code. So you want to get in on the discount Get in, get in, on, get in on this. We're May first. If it's not in stock, it'll be in stock very soon. So we are taking orders on it. So, um, is there any final words on the FPP Super Mono Bath? Oh yeah. Um, one thing that stopped me from like kind of catching the wave when uh, the folks over at formerly New Fifty Five were making a Mono Bath. Stuff was kind of pricey. Oh Very, yeah. very, very pricey. Pricey to ship. Pricey and to pricey. everything, yeah. For people who, you know, who, for folks like Matt, you'll get, what, like 10 rolls out of this? Minimum. 
For my for Mark Dalzell and I, fifty mm. hundreds. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred. Probably 20. when it starts to drop down, just top it up with water. It'll keep working. Oh my god! <laughs> Replenish it with water. <laughs> I'm guessing you and I'll get twenty twenty five rolls out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's less than a dollar a roll if no, you're following. But that's everything. That's the other that's, thing. That's, that's the everything. point. That's yeah. everything. That's your developer fix. and your fixer. Right. Also, when that lab box comes in for John Fidelity... Oh, he's going to be in heaven. It doesn't get easier. Yeah. No. And think if you have young kids... We just want to demo it. Yeah. Very nice, simply because there's not a, not a lot of that pouring of chemistry out and mm-hmm. pouring it back with the splash and that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. One in, one out. Or afraid and of mixing, oh, I got my fixer in my... Exactly. Yep. Wow. So this is... It's pretty exciting. <gasps> There you have it, folks. Exciting news. Super Monobath. If you're not processing your own film, grab a tank with some reels. Traditionally, it's a two-reel tank. You know, a tank has two reels. You can develop two rolls of 35-millimeter film at a time. Yes, Leslie? A good segue into developing. This is not probably going to be your long-term developer. No. It really isn't. because that's the end-all, be-all. That's yeah. the whole point of, of black-and-white developing. You Control. And why there are different developers. You're fine-tuning. You need speed. You need reduced grain or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is not going to be your end-all soup-all. Probably right. not. But, man, it's just really a, a great introduction to this. Quick and dirty. It's, it's good to have Ref- on the shelf for quickness. Refer to FPP. I think it's episode 127. The episode where we go over all the developers. I think developers. it might be 126. Oh. I can, I've read, I don't get it. All right, you two, calm down. Do you remember which episode it was? <laughs> I wrote, I, oh, you wrote it occurs to me in FPP episode 128, where Michael and Leslie are talking. <laughs> the code he types into the door. You know who has the line on all the episodes? Joseph Brunges. <laughs> he knows everything. One twenty-six. Ooh! <laughs> if you turn and in, this is about uh, where we all talked about our different type of developers that we liked. Uh, refer to episode. Go back into time. One twenty-six. Leslie talks about all the different types of developers mm. and why to prefer one developer over yeah. another. But it's like anything else. You have this on your shelf. You know, if you go out and you shot a roll of film, you want to maybe, you know, quick three and a half minutes, five minutes. You know, you just want to get it done. Bing, bam, boom. Nothing special has to be done. Boom. FPP super monobath. Think of it as coffee. Exactly. You buy instant coffee. You get it out of a machine. One day, there you are roasting your own beans. That's right. So so, what's this? This is Sanka, and we're sa- oh gosh, yes, <laughs> yeah, this is Sanka we're called Blanca. No, we don't get no, that. That's, that's, that's a Street Fighter character. Well, yeah. it used to be back in the day, se- late seventies, I guess. You'd walk into a diner, you'd actually ask for Sanka. Yes, you did. <gasps> and that's a, is that a decaf? It's, I believe Sanka is a decaf. My yeah, mom drank it. Yeah, you would actually ask for Sanka. Oh, yeah. Or, or the, or the other big one was Nescafe. Yes, in yeah. instant coffee. Mm-hmm. That stuff's great for caffeinol. Terrible to drink. I was dating this girl once, <laughs> back in the high school days, and um, her family always like when it was coffee time. It was just instant coffee. Sure. And I, when my mom, my mom found out, like she cringed. Yeah. Because it's like what? Did your family drink instant coffee? You making a look? My my grandparents did when I was a kid. I, mean, I don't I don't drink coffee. 
And here is Mark O'Brien to Hope weigh in on the instant coffee. Well, that means I gotta go. Yes. See ya. Do you drink Sanka? <laughs> do you, re- do you remember it? Yeah. How about yeah. Nescafe? Oh yeah. Did you? So in your life, have you ever had you know the coffee crystals or instant yeah, coffee? Yeah. Was it like just because if you're in a in a rush or? Uh, no, well, when I was growing up, ah, see, there you okay, go. All we had was instant coffee. Why? My grand, my I grew up my grandparents, and they never brewed coffee. It's not a, a special occasion. They did not. And a percolator. They perked it. Right. Yes. Yep. Instant coffee was what I grew, and they used canned milk for the cream rather than half and half. Wow. So, and he'd be sitting there smoking a cigarette and having his cup of coffee in the morning. Wow. Well, so the mark's going to swap out because for this show they can't occupy the same time. Won't talk anymore. Oh, okay. No, we're done. <laughs> Mark uh, Dalzell's going to hit the rickety road. John okay. Fidelli's been very quiet. John, yes. you okay over there? Hey, how you doing there? Well, <laughs> we'll be right back. Do your homework. Oh, Mom. Wear your raincoat. Oh, Mother. Later, after we eat. You want to be soft. You got to be firm. There's a right time for snacks, and I say when. Then I insist on Hostess, because they're always so fresh. Chocolatey cupcakes, tender fruit pies, golden Twinkie snack cakes with cream filling. Fresh, wholesome Hostess meets my tough standards. So when I say yes, it's Hostess. I know you gentlemen have been through a lot. And when you find the time... I'd rather not spend the rest of this winter tied to this couch! <laughs> hey, we're back. <laughs> hey, you know, let's talk camera. Okay. <laughs> talk camera. Who wants to talk camera? I will. <laughs> no, I was going to say, Leslie's using a microfiber cloth, <laughs> and I have that same microfiber cloth, so, like, I was oh, we no. talking, and the corner of my eye, I looked, in, and she's uh, you know, blowing my nose, blowing yes. nose and he's, like, so panicking. In here. He's panicking. No, I Is made a face. Is that my cloth? <laughs> 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 mine? It's my glasses. <laughs> as far as you know, no. It's not yours. <laughs> Mark, you want to do a camera? Sure, I can talk okay. about the Agfa Isola camera. I-S-O-L-A? I-S-O-L-A. It's an Italian camera. No, no. It's, okay. it's, a, it's a German camera. My father, my grandfather used to say I-S-O-L-A. Really? I-S-O-L-A. <laughs> he used to call me that. Oh, I thought he Get out of here, I-S-O-L-A. <laughs> Water froze. I fell in an I-S-O-L-A. Okay. Oh. What do you got? What is it? So, it's a it's a medium format uh, is medium? camera. Oh. It takes 120 film. Yay. Uh, made in Germany. And made back in the early 50s. They aren't, I wouldn't say they're especially, especially plentiful on the, uh. in the thrift shop circuit. But I was at the Ann Arbor uh, PTO thrift shop back uh, many months ago. And they had this little brown leather case. And it was kind of flat and had a camera in it. I go, oh, maybe that's a, an Agfa Isolette or something. And uh, I opened it up. And it had a price tag of, I think, two fifty on it or something like that. I'll give you a dollar. Mm-hmm. No, two dollars and fifty cents. I'll give you three. You can make a little profit. Ooh. And uh, and I realized that probably everyone who looked at this camera didn't realize that you had to ex- telescope the lens mm-hmm. tube out for to make it work. Otherwise, you could nothing happen. Oh. You just yank it out. 
You just yank it out. Yeah, you twist a little bit and it, it comes right out. Anyway, so I go, oh, I'll get one of these. I've never had an Isola. There's actually three different models of the Isola. There's the Isola, Isola 1, and Isola 2. And I... What about the Isola Mia? <laughs> Isola Mia? I don't, I don't know about that one. The... Uh, they're pretty simple cameras. They have a, uh, a adjustable focus range on them. They have just two shutter speeds. This one just has two shutter speeds. Yeah, it looks bulb very simple. And, bulb and instantaneous. There you go. Uh, instantaneous is, let's see, I think it's about uh, one-thirtieth of a second yeah. on these. Really? Which makes it not yeah, very uh-huh. useful for uh-huh. action shots, for sure. I mean, it doesn't have a mirror, but you still got to hold it still. It's only yeah. kind of yeah. instant. Well, and the thing is, Why would they make if it you so had slow? an Isola 2, it had a one-one-hundredth and one-thirtieth second oh, that's shutter speed. It's a little more usable camera. So I loaded it with some Pan-F, because that's the closest I can get to uh, one-thirtieth of a second in Sunny 16 kind mm-hmm. of situation. Yes. And just did that, and my images all came out looking quite good. I was very pleased with it. Hmm. Um, it also has a yellow filter in there for um, if you want to use a yellow filter with black and white film. It's built in? The yellow yeah. filter is built in? Yep, yellow That's filter is built cool. in. You Sweet. just turn the little knob or switch cool. and it, it goes in and out. Um, it's pretty much, it's got a PC cord socket for if you want to sync it to flash. Modern. And, right. a, and a cold shoe on top. It, you can put a, uh, a screw in or a camera release if you want externally. It's pretty simple. It's got a red window on the back. It's basically sort of like a, uh, a high-end Holga, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. So this was like a stripped-down model versus like the Isolettes? Is that kind of where it sits? Or? Um, it's probably... More similar to the clack. Oh, the okay. 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 The clack. Ag for clack. Man, yeah, I mean, it's we got, all it's got, taking us back. I think it's got a, a fairly Clack's simple lens us in it. Back. Um, it was made in 1956 to the early 60s. Okay. And you can find information on, online as well as the manuals and all that. But uh, the aperture settings are about f11 and f6.5. So it's not, you know, you've got some choice there, not a whole lot. But in general, I was really pleased with the images that came out from it. Um, they were, I think, uh, I've, I've, you can look at my blog post on randomphoto.blogspot.com, and you can look up the, look that up. And everything I shot came out uh, focused and pretty darn good exposures with Pan F. I've got some ancient Ektar 25 in here now. Oh, wow. Ooh, so we'll see what happens when I shoot that. How, how well will that do in there? The Ekt- I don't know. We'll find out. Grossly overexposed, probably, yeah. Well, 25 ISO at yeah. 130 for a second. Are, are you doing 25? Knife shot. I don't 25. know. It, it's been free. It's been freezing. Oh, it's, it's been, been frozen, frozen. <laughs> since I've had. It. I don't know about that before that, but anyway. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Um, it's only about 20 years old, right? Exactly. That's not so bad. Hey, yeah. Just getting started. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how it hap- what happens with it. Anyhow, it's, look up Agfa Isolas. You know, they they don't cost a whole lot on the bay. <laughs> And uh, they're worth a worth a shot if you want to play with something that's maybe a little bit better than a Holga. Oh, that, oh, wow, that's way lighter than I thought it was going to be. Now these uh, Isolas, Isola, <laughs> they're not readily available. Like you, like because they there were not a lot in America. You can't just find them often. In right. Shops. So the prices tend to be a little bit higher than maybe they should be because right. they're not that common here. But they sold it. They made a ton of them. Oh, it's threaded on the front. You may have said this, but uh, does it and a half? does it make a, a sixteen a, a six, six by six by six six by six? Yeah, because I think the cl- the clack was six by six nine. by nine, and then there was the click. The click may not be that big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The click and the clack. It sounds like the Tappet Brothers. Yeah. Oh, I know. 
I have a click. Okay. Have you ever seen a click? Yeah, I have. Okay. I had to clap. Ag for clock. <laughs> Small. Did you get that? Who'd you get that from? The filter's not, I too can't small. Say. <laughs> it's too big. <laughs> the filter is too big. Yeah, it may. Oh, know. it might be a series. Not it's probably a, it's probably a series because they're they're way in there. Yeah. yeah. So Thank you, Mark. It's a cute testing. camera. That's uh, got you know. It's a. Uh, it, it's fairly, I think, fairly well built. It's sort of like a bakelite body with um, aluminum on the outside for all the adjustment adjustable things. And now, cat chat. Mike Rosser just left the room, so we're changing the whole show over we know, to Cat Chat. I wanted to ask you. Now, and next up on Cat Chat, Mark O'Brien. Wow. <laughs> out of the room for one second. And you guys are talking about cats. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. I was going to ask you, John, do you, do you want to take a number one or a number two? <laughs> right now? Yes. Probably a three. Okay. <laughs> Too many cookies. And, uh, I don't know. A few weeks ago, I don't know what you're talking about. A few weeks ago, we introduced in the FPP online store number one. Oh. And number two. two. Oh, okay. And, and these I, are I've requested <laughs> one of each. These are film sampler boxes. Wow. And uh, the idea was uh, came out of the fact that we o- I offer um, six twenty samplers for people who own brownies, mm-hmm. right? You know, some people just want a variety of film to put in their brownie. So I put uh, one hundred and two hundred ISO film in a in a box, and it people buy it often. So for the longest time, I feel that you know sometimes we neglect one twenty format. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We talk about so much thirty five millimeter. Mm-hmm. You know, Leslie, the mini format. Sub, oh, sub, sub miniature, miniature, yeah. miniature, <laughs> miniature yes. film, yeah. miniature film. That one twenty. Also, there's not a, as much uh, variety in one twenty. You don't see as many wacky mm-hmm. low ISO. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's just. So I thought, hey, hey, why not put together some sampler packs? So what do you got in there? Well, in number one, it, uh, you get two rolls of T Max one hundred, hmm. a roll of Porter one sixty. Mm-hmm. A roll of Ektar 100. Ooh. Yes. And a roll of Color Slide 200. Wow. Nice. Cool. And this is okay. perfect for uh, an old brownie that takes 120 film uh, or, you know, the old folders. Yep. Um, some of the older cameras that, you know, don't have too many features, they're mostly 1 one fiftieth of a second and if maybe mm-hmm. a few f stop options. Maybe not. So. With a flash or in the out of doors in sunlight, this is perfect the perfect film sample. And then I thought, well, you know, some people really like speed. And I have to tell you, a lot of folks who are shooting 620 and 120, brownies, or even Holgas. Oh, also number one, good for Holgas. Number one! Number one, good for Holgas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people throw a roll of Tri-X in their, in their really? box camera or yeah. Holga. I shoot uh, Tri-X in my Holga all the time. Do you really? Yeah. No problem. No problem. Mm. Just a good catch-all. So, yeah. yeah. Well, some of the older cameras, I mean, they're one one fiftieth of a second. That's fairly slow shutter speed. And sometimes they're a little gummy, and they're even slower. Mm-hmm. So I thought that maybe the speedy film, Tri-X being 400 ISO, would be too fast. But it's almost like, I think, people love Tri-X so much, they wish it to work, and it does. <laughs> That's it. You know? Mm-hmm. So we have number two. Uh, <laughs> and it's... Uh, T Max 400, one roll, 
two rolls of Triax 400. Yes. One roll of Portra 400. Yes. And one roll of Portra 800. Oh, wow. Sweet, and 120. Well, whatever you're charging for that box, is, it's value because there's 800 in there. Oh, really? That's the good stuff, yeah. It's like, it, and pricey, you know. So people don't How much are like, those boxes? That's a great question. Uh, I have to look that. <laughs> Ooh. Number one, $29.99. Number two, $32.99. Okay. Awesome. That's good. Awesome yeah. price. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, people ask sometimes... People ask about expiration dates a lot. Is it expired? Is it expired? Um, unless it says it's expired on the site, everything is in date. Everything is fresh. Nice. Sweet. And we're constantly getting... There are no dates on most of the films because, you know, uh, we're rotating inventory. So there's just impossible to keep dates because the dates keep changing. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's no dates. So if you... Let's say you have a debonair yes. or a Diana... You can get 16 exposures on one of those yes. of films, so it's even better. Yes. A lot of value. Yeah, better value than shooting, you know, eight 6x9s or 12 6x6. Six six. Yeah, I, I mean, I, we don't discuss the FPP debonair uh, too much anymore, but they're still flying out the door. Mm-hmm. Not flying fast enough to deplete the, I don't know, how many... X of thousands of we that we have downstairs in boxes, but um, the day will come. I, I'd have to ask. I'd have to ask Justin. Hey, Justin, you over there? Yeah. <laughs> How many debonairs would you say are downstairs? There's only a couple hundred left. Act fast. <laughs> so the, it isn't like an overwhelming amount of stock like it used to be. No, I don't think so. Oh. Should do a, you should do a promo with them. The facts and twos. Yeah, you're right. You know, the fact that... See, I don't ever think of being out of FPP debonairs, but when that day comes... You say, buy, buy three wow. number one packs, get free debonair. Oh. Buy both, get free... Yeah, yeah. Oh, buy both, get free debonair. Yeah, but I wouldn't want... this. Number two isn't really for debonair. Number two! Yeah. You can run 400 through debonair. <clears throat> How about 800? 800. 800 mm. Well, inside. But that's it. I just want everyone to know that this, you know, I put together a film sample. It has, you know, a professionally printed but homemade sticker yes. on it. You know, there's nothing fancy here. And even our hand-rolled 35-millimeter films, they come in a canister with a professional sticker, DX-coded most of the time. Mm-hmm. But we don't we don't box them because, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But in, like, the grand scheme of things, this is the only 120 sample pack that isn't Rolling the dice Lomography sample pack. Ah, correct. Oh, which, the Lomography stuff, you're getting three rolls for more than half the price of the FPP pack, and they're probably expired. So really? For, where, where do you find such things? The Lomo ones? They, they, sell, they package and sell oh, them. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, they're on their site. Yeah. They call it Lomo 1? Uh, Lomo, no, no, the, it's just a 120 <laughs> sampler pack. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, but they're the only other ones that have it, and I'd rather have the FPP one. Right, well, thank you, Because it's Matt. the good stuff, yeah. Yeah, terrific. All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about something. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's a great year for pictures. And Scofilm makes the picture right. And Scofilm any day or night. It's a great year for pictures. So why don't you go and get A N S C O? And Scofilm. And This weekend, make your pictures great with Ansco. Hey, we're back. Hey. This is from our friend Ian Fleming. Oh. Ian Fleming. Yes. I love Ian Fleming. And he says, Dear gang, I had a 1970s party evening. Everyone had to bring some 
You could have a little skip in your printer. It looked like shirts. Everyone had to bring some slides to show from that period. Wow. Plus music on a cassette party tape. Oh, goodness. Is that not fun? Anyway, the slideshow was a real success, but to my surprise, the slides were 80 to 90% 126 size. And wow, the Kodachrome color lasts so well. Certainly does. And yes, there are millions and millions of cameras out there. Let's keep pushing for a comeback. P.S. The four-inch platform shoes were a challenge, but I didn't fall over. (laughs) I did have a good old 1970s hangover, though. Keep up the great work, Ian. Wash the hair. 126 party. Or set 1970s That's party. That's excellent. That's like awesome. This past weekend, um, I went to visit my parents and my dad. He belongs to a social club. That's where a bunch of, uh, you know, retired Humbugs. Italian men. <laughs> Sit around and smoke and play cards. Right. That's correct. They <laughs> also drink. They also, no, they don't drink alcohol. No? Coffee. Oh. They also bring a coffee cake. Oh man! And uh, you know, like uh, like every week, someone brings the cake. It's the original man cave. Yeah. Yes. That actually sounds like a very pleasant evening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. And they have it. They meet, I believe, at the VFW. Let's of use course. the space. Yes. The old man song. Yeah, the old man bar. Oh, the old man bar. It's wonderful. I guess my dad mentioned that I shoot with old cameras. Not knowing exactly what I do, <laughs> but they don't. Uh, cameras, some with cameras. Yeah. So, so one of the men from a social club gave him this Konica two sixty one Auto S. I was very excited to hear. I looked it up. To much to my surprise, when I opened it up, I discovered that it takes one twenty six film. It looks what? totally like a thirty five. Yeah. Wow. Totally like a thirty five. Oh. Yeah. But then it's got like this cube shoe on the top. Well, that's when I saw that, I was like, uh oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. There is a, uh, the shoe on top for your flash is for blue dot flash cubes. What shoe? What shoe? Wonky. <laughs> it's, it came in the box, the original box. I was excited to, to see it. So when I discovered it was 126, uh, my dad could barely remember the format. I mean, not that he mm. couldn't remember. He just not that, not that oh. interested. That's uh, it. That's I mean, people just yeah. That's great, Michael. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got I got Trump. I gotta go. <laughs> it has a Konica Hexanon mm-hmm. f two point eight lens. It's a forty two millimeter lens. The strange thing about it on the uh, lens closest to the body, where you normally would have f stops. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a fully automatic camera so some of the functions are bizarre so i went to our good friend mike butkus yes you just google search mike butkus camera manuals what is going on so it's a standard range finder you look through the eyepiece and it gives you that split field mm-hmm. I'm like great no problem That's wonderful but on the lens barrel close to the body instead of f-stops oh that's film speed. asa it's film speed very yes. interesting so ASA, you have the choices of 64, 80, 125, or 160. That's it. Uh, uh, sure. And then the next flip switch is A for auto. Actually, says mm. A U T O. You know, like in a car. Yeah. So I read the manual. I, I sped read through the manual. Uh-huh. And it turns out that simple, easy peasy. It just blew my mind because I didn't, it was confusing to me. Like, why would... just doesn't belong there. Why would there be different ASAs on there? Well, quite simply, if you're outside, you just put on auto. No flash, you're outside, auto. Okay. You focus and you shoot. If you're inside and using the cube... What cube? Oh, okay. 
you set it, yeah. take it off auto and you put it to the ISO of the film, and that basically is manually setting the f-stop. It's going to override for the cube. It overrides. Okay. And I believe there are two shutter speeds. Yep. I think it's one, is it one thirtieth for the f- flash? One correct. Well, well, yeah, one thirtieth, and then one two fiftieth. One two fiftieth is the outside for the, the auto. Hand, yeah, F twenty two, F two fifty. That's actually kind of smart, don't you think? Uh, yeah, it it's it's perfect. The only thing uh, imperfect about well, not the camera, is the fact that you cannot commercially buy one twenty six film, which is the same size film as thirty five millimeter, hmm. but the perfs are completely different. Uh, much different perf system. So all the neat, fancy-schmancy, tricky, clever things that exist, like the Facmatic 35mm mm-hmm. to one twenty six adapter and the reloads of taking an old one twenty six cartridge, cracking it open and putting 35mm film in, will not work. Oh. The, it's just, it, I tried them both. It's just not, not okay. having it. So well, what did it have in the first place? One twenty six. But even an old case, you're saying, doesn't work. Oh no, this is going to. Well, in my well. hand, I have a Coda Color Two expired April nineteen seventy seven. Mm. One twenty six cartridge. Fresh. This is going to work as perfectly. <laughs> Mark Dalzell would say, "Oh, that's fresh." <laughs> no cereal. Cereal. Uh, One twenty six cartridges work. Beautifully, I'm going to crack one open right now and take a picture with the camera. Uh, and that camera takes a battery. Thank you for asking. I was going to mention that. And what uh, battery does that take? I'm glad I didn't forget. One of those silly hard-to-get batteries? No. Oh, good. This camera has two... I was just so happy to get a, a camera that wasn't all just you know gunked up with yeah. like corrosion. This camera has takes two batteries. Uh, it takes one, what's called PX125... Formerly 1.3 volt. Mm-hmm. These days, 1.5 volt. Why, I don't really know, but that's a whole other story. PX125? PX125. Yes, thank 625. you. PX625. Okay. Uh, or a PX13. Same battery. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a one po- it prefers a 1.3 volt. That mm-hmm. runs the light meter. Okay. And then... They call them back the, back in the day pen light batteries. Oh, yes. yes. These days known as AAA. Two AAA batteries that run the flash. You know, make the flash go boom. Mm-hmm. Flash go boom. Now, the, stra- <laughs> the strange thing about it, I put the two AAA batteries in, and I yeah. noticed it looked like there was like, I don't know if, tri- if pen light batteries are made smaller today. Maybe. There was too much room, and it wasn't making the connection, so I had to put a little piece of tinfoil. Some tinfoil. Yep. Yeah, on top to, yep, Bridget. You know it's her? It's possible, yeah. too, <laughs> that that had a, uh, a contact, a bridge contact. Oh. Maybe it fell out at one point. Oh. This could break. No, yeah. it's just squeezed in there with some hot plastic. and so was, There was no film in there? No. That would have been great. So, the, in my opinion, as of uh, 2018, <clears throat> if you're going to buy some 126 film, the best film, in my opinion, expired, long expired, is uh, Kodak Verichrome Pan. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a black and white film. That stuff's hearty. Yes, it, it is. is. It's hearty. probably one of the most often that we find in, in cameras that come in the Midwest. Yeah. We have a guy in town. He's got the whole setup ready for it, and he can develop it as far back as he needs to. Yeah. What is he, does he modify his, his developing based upon how uh, old? He's using HC110, and then he's adding benzo, uh, extra benzo triazole to it. So. Wow, that's a whole other topic. Yes. I shot some 
fresh, fresh. <laughs> unopened ferrochrome pan from the early 60s fresh. and wow. developed it. And it came out great. I mean, you're, if you're shooting it in a box camera, they're probably going to be overexposed anyway. Yep. Yeah. And but I I had all these rolls that I bought, bought way back from that expired back in the fifties and they worked fine. Code of color to give me those reasonable. You know, I, I actually just played that album the other day. Did you? There goes oh, Ryan, yeah. there goes Ryman Simon like and on the back where it says, you know, all the lyrics and songs written by, the very bottom it said, Kodachrome is a registered trademark of the Kodak oh, film yes. company. It's been I Kodak. guess they had to put that on there. Yeah. So, because this film is so old, what I'm going to do is set it on the uh, lowest ASA. I don't that was the 6480, wasn't it? 64. Yeah. Okay. And that will basically give you the mm-hmm. widest opening. Aperture. You're going to pop the flash? Yeah. Yeah, pop that. Oh, boy. I can't wait. Let me focus up. Oh, there we go. One, two, three. Oh. <laughs> ah, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Put your batteries in upside down. Stupid. Has it been working? Yeah. So I'm going to cram some tinfoil in there. Cram it. I guess this is a, a, an interesting lesson because the problem is that because of the style of the camera and the style of the cartridge, you waste... Yeah, that's it. Right. No You're second done. chance. No that's rolling it, it back. No rolls these backsies. Okay, hi. Thank, thank you for your patience. No, no, let's go. Let's go. One, two, three. Oh, that's oh. nice. See. <laughs> win a win a chicken dinner. One more with the thingy. Yeah. With the thing. Yeah, tilt it down. Yes. That. One, two, three. Well, two, you know, the miracle of batteries. That's right. So. The fu- the they bring fire to your fingers. Right. That concludes yeah. my review of the uh, Konica 261 Auto S. It's a great camera. You shoot with it's, it. It's a great camera. Uh, sad you can't get uh, packaged 126 film. I learned a, mm-hmm. we learned a valuable lesson here that you know sometimes batteries need a little little oomph. Yeah, and don't cheap out on the tinfoil. Right, don't cheap out on the tinfoil. And um, there you have it. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Uh, We'll take a break and we come back. I think Leslie has a camera. I don't. No, but no. Somebody's got a problem. Uh Okay. We'll find out. Shoot. Hope it's not me. I just bought the most marvelous birthday present for mother. Did you, darling? How nice. What is it? It was supposed to be a surprise. A camera? Whatever for? I can always conjure up pictures if I want to without all that fuss. That's why I chose it. There is no fuss with the Kodak Instamatic camera. There, all loaded and ready to go, even indoors. Don't you dare. Actually, I think I'll keep it myself. Oh, these poor mortals are getting rather clever. I think I might keep it. You will? Let me finish wrapping. Oh, and don't bother. Just say cheese. Limburger. Oh, pew. For most of us, taking pictures with a Kodak Instamatic camera is easier than witchcraft. And they start at less than $19. They really are perfect gifts. See your Kodak dealer. Hey, we're back. You know, Mike Rosso has a talent for finding some rare and crazy films. Not always a plethora of information. Sounds like your funeral. (laughs) (laughs) There's not always a plethora of information on these films. It's not uncommon to get an email from Michael that says, Hey, 
Are you up to testing some film? <laughs> you know what I say. You know, I don't want to get fired. <laughs> and uh, most recently, we had a film that we called Emulsion X. Oh! And all we knew about this film, this is all, is 35 millimeter. Yeah. We didn't know if it was color. We didn't know if it was black and white. So Mikey and I are both working on the identification and a processing recipe. And I tell you, it was a challenge. Mike says, man, this stuff is super grainy. Yes. And I says, Mike, fly me over an image. And I've seen something I have not seen in years. Oh, my. Bigfoot? Yes. I saw that on the way here, actually. You did? I did. Right. Mm-hmm. I was perplexed. He was perplexed. Yeah, I was like, yes. what is this? Befuddled and perplexed. And I looked at it. And I thought, this is a classic case of reticulation. And I told him that. I didn't even know what it was. Well, he mumbled something like, I think, I think, my, I think my mom got me a shot for that before I started school. It's like a Hardy Boys novel. The classic <laughs> yeah, case of yeah. reticulation. <laughs> classic case of reticulation. Well, reticulation is damage caused to your film during development. Mm-hmm. Now, I just said during development, not particularly during a chemical step. Um, but what it comes from is a great temperature fluctuation oh, yes. between one step and the other. So it could be water and fixer. It doesn't matter. But it because it is temperature caused and not chemical specific, it can be from the very beginning with the pre-wet mm-hmm. right down to the final wash. Mm-hmm. And that kind of equals yikes. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly yikes. grain. It's something else. It isn't. It is the expanding. <laughs> did you read my notes? No. <laughs> it is the expanding and contracting of the grain as it gets hot, cools down, gets hot, cools down. It finally, just gives up and clumps together, huh. and it just it's makes a pattern. It does. Have you seen it, Matt? Yes. Yeah, it well. looks like super large grain, but it's truly just a bunch of them clumping together in a clumpy like grain structure. They call the development pattern for that infectious development. It's also the main part of uh, lith printing. Lith printing also is based off of that, where they use a very, very aggressively strong developer and very high fluctuating temperatures. Fluctuating. That's the answer. It starts starts normal and gets hot. Well, the water here at the FPP compound is very hard to temperature regulate. Mm -hmm. In the winter months, you can... the air. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Amen to that. Uh, The winter months, the water wash, you think you're doing good and you come back and it's a totally different temperature. Many of us have this problem. Um, Like I said, you can think you're all done, your fix is out, you start your final wash, feels really good, you put the tank under there, doorbell rings, you come back and the temperature is like grossly cold or grossly hot. It's Mm -hmm. like, oi! It is non-reversible. That's it. That's it. You're done. It's no permanent. Oh, I mean, you it's could bleach it out. By the time you redevelopment, it's it's, it's going to be the same. It's, no, it, it's changed change yeah. the grain. Yeah. Yep. Older emulsions like Triax are very, not very, but it's easy. I guess so. Yeah, very susceptible to having this happen. Mm. Newer emulsions like T-Max, it's a little harder to get it done. It also helps, especially if this is happening uh, before the fixer stage, Fixers with hardeners in them help reduce the chance of this happening. But there are processes, Matt has used many, where you don't want the fixer mixed in with the hardener. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that All could right, mean why? that you... What, what would that do? Uh, some, some 
mostly staining, but other mm-hmm. types of developers, really? uh, they can you can lose some density in the final image if you use a acidic, a uh, more acidic hardened fixer. But most most fixers, the Ilford Liquid Fix, even though they say it's got a hardener in there, mm-hmm. it's nowhere near as bad as like Codafix, which is just like straight. Codafix. Yeah, and that's yeah. why that they offer. Um, Kodak Rapid Fixer comes in two parts, yep. A and B. The second part is the hardener. A. You just don't have to put it in. Yeah. Are there photographers who try to get the reticulation? I don't know anymore. It used to happen more often, I think, number one, because a lot of amateurs did film in their basements. Students are really good at doing it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but if they're doing it on a university basis, there's usually some some temperature control, which is kind of where I was headed next. Mm-hmm. Two ways to combat the problem. Uh, one is a temperature control valve. S- may or may not be approved by your spouse if you're installing this in the kitchen or the bathroom. Uh, you can buy a temperature control valve for around 50 bucks, or you can go right up to the Supreme Itelefaucet products, and they're around 500 bucks. I just say the good ones are two to 500. Yeah. Uh, you can also get a sous vide and temperature gauge a bunch of water, and I'm not going to go into the sous vide too much, simply because uh, Mark O'Brien is going to talk to us about that. It, it's not so bad today. Thinking I've got an hour's wash time, so I've got to heat up enough water to have it at the right temperature because we can use an archival rinse. Mm-hmm. So we only have to deal with just a few dumps and swirls yeah, and, and then we're ready for that step. But um, once you know what it is, to pay attention and keep your, keep your uh, water and chemistry and everything from the fill, slosh, mm. dump method, keep everything the same, it's... A shock when you get it. Isn't it weird? It's like... It was a shock. This stuff is really grainy. It's like, Most really? folks who commented on, on social media really dug it. Yes, when he posted his, his results really? from it. Yeah. But which what this told us was, number one, that's an older emulsion film. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it was an expired film. Just an older emulsion film. We did, of course, finally figure out it was black and white. I ran it color. I... One day I'm convinced of one thing, one thing I'm con- convinced it's another. But um, there you have it. Reticulation is not common today, but it can happen. It is not reversible, and you cannot get a vaccine to prevent it. <laughs> Reticulation. Thank you very much, Leslie. I can tell you that... Let me see the pictures. When I was done with that roll, I either plunged it into... Hot, probably hot water because I'm so used to doing color and oh. rubbing Remjet off. Keeping it, oh. keeping it hot. I'm always like, oh, the last step, I'll just put my film in hot water. That's probably what did it. And it was cold in here. Yes. So everything else was sort of, you know, the uh, developer was 68 degrees. But I think I, I plunged it into hot water. That'll do her. Emulsion X is also very thick. It is. It's a really odd, like a green base. And it just had a tint to it. I'm thinking, I don't know that this is even black. (laughs) Oh, that is just amazing. That's your face. Wow. That is my face. It's crazy. And you have this on your Flickr account for people to see? And would you probably put Emulsion X as a tag to find it? I did, yes. Yep, great. Yeah. Emulsion X, it's... Well, what happened was the big mystery. Well, occasionally, there's some big, big, big mysteries. So, FPP <laughs> wow. uh, stocks crazy. color infrared film. I will also like to say that we're at the tail end of color infrared. We have very little left. No. More, more on that soon. Because I work with the film stocks so often, I kind of 
you know, working in the dark, you can feel. Oh, yeah. This, I immediately felt something was wrong. So I snipped off a piece, and as soon as I looked at it, I'm like, whoa, like, <laughs> what is this? First of all... When was that picture taken? That was a, just a mock shot. Come my phone back, please. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying looking at your photo stream. Look, looking at your personal images. I knew something was wrong immediately. Plus, uh, infrared film is so expensive. Oh, my God. That? Yeah, that, so I looked Tell at this... It. Yeah, you can just pass my phone back to me. <laughs> The question is, what is it? And that's where you know, we, st- we start from zero. Like, okay, what is this film? Is it black and white? Is it color? What's the ISO? Not too many left. So if you're interested in Emulsion X, it's a 100 ISO black and white film. It's very unique. Uh, last thing I think, it's definitely some kind of old stock. I, I think as well as being an old emulsion, it, I think it might be an old stock. We have no idea who made it. No. Oh, thank you, Leslie, on the I'm reticulation. I'm living in a car now. Could you give my film a home? Oh. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, we're back. Yes. You call that orphan pan. Yeah. Yes. When I shoot a great champion like Ben Crenshaw, history can happen at any time, and that's why I stay ready all the time with my Canon AE-1. The zoom-in puts me right where the action is. So if Ben gets that one miracle shot, I get it too. Ben, you try the zoom. Sure. Even with the zoom, the Canon AE-1 is as easy as... Focus and click. The incomparable Canon AE-1. So advanced, it's simple. Hey, we're back. I have a letter from Robert Nichols. Message body. Hi. You got a message from Robert Nichols. Here's the message. (laughs) (laughs) I read your last newsletter where you mentioned using a slow cooker to maintain temperatures for color chemicals. Years ago, I made up a set that works very well and only cost $10 or so. I took a six-pack cooler that I had had with a removable lid and attached an an aquarium heater, poured water inside to make a water bath, and placed my storage bottles inside. The nice thing about it was that it was safe to leave on all the time so Mm. my chemicals were always on standby and ready to use. I wouldn't recommend the Igloo brand cooler because the lid does not completely come off. You need a cooler with a removable top because you may have to cut out the corners so the aquarium heater will just clear. Also, my heater has a thermostat on top so you can adjust it without having to open it up. To get the temperature right, I just tossed my darkroom thermometer in the water and checked it on every few hours and made adjustments until the temperature was where I wanted it. I never had to adjust it again after the initial setup. I hope that is useful to you. That's awesome. And that is a good low-tech way of doing it, providing you're, shoot, you're doing black and white. Because if aquarium heaters don't usually go up to 140 degrees. You don't want to boil your fish. You don't want to boil your fish. Yeah. You would definitely, it'd be like having a, a slow cooker for your fish, for sure. But for black and white, where you're going for 68, that would not be a problem for an aquarium heater whatsoever. So I've been doing a lot of color um, C41 development and, and E6 at home and some ECN2. C41. A bunch of months ago, I picked up a, uh, a sous vide slow cooker unit on, on the Amazon and, and for about 70 bucks. 
and it's just a, it looks like a giant aquarium here is what it looks like and it's got a little fan in the bottom so it circulates the water in the water bath which mm. is a, which is essential for maintaining the temperature because if mm -hmm. it just sit there yeah. and it, you got you got to move the water around it i just set it for 38.5 degrees c or 102 degrees fahrenheit walked away i came back all my all my chemistry was at the right temperature um, i had extra bottles of water in there for for the rinses and so forth and they were all the right temperature and it was just a matter of going in and doing everything and i didn't have to worry about it, it just I, mean, I could sit there it could sit there all day at that temperature and be just fine it took a lot of the problems I was having earlier with how do I maintain the temperature. I was using a lot of hot water from the tap and trying to get things adjusted for a water bath and then having to check it. This you don't have to worry about. You set, set the temperature you want it, walk away, come back, you're ready to go. And just it wasn't that expensive and it's probably the best darkroom um, equipment I've made, purchase I've made in, in a long, long time. Yeah. The table recognizes Leslie. <laughs> it's really... A freebie, isn't it? Because if you pay for your water and running your water yes. all that length of time and you do multiple rolls here, there, and everywhere, it's going to pay for itself if you're buying water. Exactly. And also, someone else in the household said, oh, I could use that to do a sous vide of whatever, of chicken or something. And I said, well, yeah, I guess you could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not, you're not using mine. Uh, Get your own. It looks own. like Mark Dalzell sticking his head up here. <laughs> Mark, what do you have to say? Uh, well, Mark doesn't pay attention to any temperatures. Oh, that's oh, right. Lord. <laughs> and he is our wife. I've like, never had reticulation issues. <laughs> I like consistency. He probably has. I like to know if I'm doing things in the dark room and keep things consistent that I won't have any screw ups that, you know, I mean, I even. I'm, if I'm testing a, a camera, I might shoot a lot of, of frames in there just to make sure the camera works fine. I try not to use it for um, something really important. But darn it, I've got I'm spending money on film, and I'm and plus my time I've spent on going out and, sh and using my vision to create whatever it is. Um, I don't really don't want to have uh, results that I'm saying. Oh man, I just ruined that whole roll of film because I wasn't paying attention. Right, which I have done. Right. So, what's the easiest, the the the, the aquarium heater, or what? What do you think's the easiest? The sous vide would be the most versatile because they can go from about forty degrees Fahrenheit. If you want your water that cool, I, don't, I guess it will just recirculate whatever you got to um, basically almost boiling. So anywhere in between. And you set the temperature. You, there's a little there's a little digital um, oh. display, and you can actually set it um, and you set your to display the where you want it at, and it gets it up to speed, and it, when it's ready at that temperature, it lets you know, and then you're you're good. Do you have is it like a coil that drops in your your? It's in a it's in a uh, enclosed aluminum tube of some sort with a little fan in the bottom. So where do you how do you put your chemistry? So in? I I have a what I have is a rectangular um, plastic container. It, used to, it looks sort of like a, a flower planter of some sort with no holes in it, mm. and that way I can just stick the sous vide right in the middle, and the, you have levels where the water will come where they want the water to come up to because you have to have water in there. Oh, okay, it's very not going to work very well. And I put the water in. I put my chemistry bottles in there, and turn it on, and, and then and set it and let it go. Any place that sells a sous vide, like a restaurant supply store, is going to have those large restaurant, like the large clear acrylic 
tubs that you can use for heating, and they'll often have an attachment place for the sous vide. Just mm-hmm. pop it on. It's great. So when I go and get disco fries, do they keep the gravy warm in a sous vide? Uh, I hope not. No. That, that's, that's a lot of gravy. <laughs> that's like if they that's had a gravy spot. probably going to be a pot on the stove and or a heat lamp. Yes. Okay. Commercial heat lamp. Yeah, what you want is to be able to dial in the temperature exactly. that you want everything at, right. whether it's 68 Fahrenheit or 102 or 106, whatever. You want that level of precision, and it stays there. Right. Okay. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us. I think uh, in light of us getting these awesome Christmas presents, we should go out with some Darren Riley. Yes. Darren Ballard Riley classics. If you type in Google Darren Ballard Riley music, it, it comes up. It's a SoundCloud page? Uh, no, it's a. Uh, Isn't it Bandcamp? Bandcamp. Oh, Bandcamp. You can buy <laughs> albums, you can buy songs. Uh, I highly recommend this thing. It's called Google. Uh, like Mark, you mentioned your blog, random camera blog. Right. But I, I always just type in random camera Mark O'Brien. Boom, it yeah, comes right yeah. up. The Google. If you want anything, you use Google. Pretty much. Google. Yes. The Google. It's been a thrill. Our forum. Five, four, on- six. All right. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. Uh, yes. Should you care to see um, Darren Riley's? Artwork, yes. and not only just listen to him, yes. stuff Darren draws, D R A W S. So there's an Etsy presence of there, and it's Darren, D A R R E N. And maybe there you you'd go. like to have fun with uh, some custom on. drawn. Exactly. Portraits. Yep. It's just amazing. Quite a talented man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, our official forum is on Flickr, Flickr.com, the mm. film photography podcast group. Film Photography Podcast is on the Facebook. You know, the Facebook, that site that's having a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of hot water. But that there must be a sous vide in there. That's right. Yeah. The sous vide went bad. <laughs> <laughs> Filmphotographyproject.com, the main site. Of course, filmphotographystore.com, our store. Please go up there and buy number one, number two. Uh, mono, mono bath. Full uh, it up. FPP 110. FPP 110, a, aka HC 110. Fill it up. Everything. <laughs> okay, we'll be, be back soon. Okay, bye bye. No, hang on. Jennifer's the girl you used to see around the place, but now she's gone. Yes, she's gone. To that great gig in the sky. Had the chance to say goodbye Oh Jennifer, why did you have to die? Every Monday morning she would cross the busy road to get her coffee She liked it strong Always waited for the light But one day she just didn't see that bike Oh Jennifer, it gave you such a fright Jennifer, I wonder if you're listening to this song 
Never had the chance to say I loved you all along I watched you every single morning You saw the bike, you didn't hear my warning Jenny, please Jennifer's a girl you used to see around the place But now she's gone She's gone to the great gig in the sky I'd love to see you when it's time to die I sold the bike, I must apologize Life 
Fellas, don't drink that coffee. You'd never guess. There was a fish in the percolator. Sorry. <clears throat> Had a problem with a fish. Took a liking to my percolator. 